If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Justin, yeah, we're ready. Whoa, because in this episode of Mind Pump, here we go. We have so much fun. Look, for the first 40 minutes, we do our introductory conversation. After that, we get into the fitness stuff. Here's what we talked about. We start out by talking about my incredible business idea. Might have been fueled. Mind-blowing. Might have been fueled by cannabis last night. So I do the sober test to see if it's actually a good idea, if I just thought it was a good idea. Then we talk about the workout that Justin, Adam, and I had together we rarely ever work out together. What do we call it? Voltron? It was, Team it was, Voltron. It was a great workout. You guys did very, very well. I'm very proud of you guys uh, for hanging in there. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> very good. condescending. Yeah, way, yeah, very, very patronizing. Yeah, yeah. By the way, we, we, we talked about uh, PRX, uh, what we consider to be one of the best home gym equipment manufacturers. They actually make equipment that is sturdy, effective, but folds into the wall. Yeah. So it takes up almost no space. They have a new... Um, hi, they have a new, uh, what's it called? Glute ham raise and reverse hyper machine reverse hyper, yeah. that you can put into the wall. It comes out and then you can work your posterior chain. They also have squat racks and much more. It's more than meets the eye. Then I talked about a study on supplements. Apparently taking more supplements makes your performance worse. That's right. Say what? Then I brought up another study connecting the gut microbiome to your baby's temperament. So if your little baby is an asshole, it might be their gut microbiome. <laughs> wow. Then we talked about the Whitney Houston hologram tour. Apparently her ghost is going around the country giving and away. And I that was dead. Oh, that was wow. good. Uh, yeah. Adam brought up Tony Robbins. I guess he's in some turmoil right now. I talk about how Abraham Lincoln apparently was a badass fighter. That's right. One of your favorite presidents could kick everyone's ass. And then we talked about Iran shooting down a U.S. drone. All we need is a reason, Iran. That's all we need. Just the reason. Don't do it. Then we get into the fitness portion of this episode. First question, uh, this person wants to know what we think about wall sits when you're trying to rehab an injury or fix an imbalance. The next question, uh, this person is noticing that the day after a MAPS anabolic foundational workout, they're jacked. Their hunger oh. goes through the roof. This is Not actually too. a sign of a faster metabolism. We give our tips on how to deal with that. One thing, actually, that uh, one of my clients is doing that's quite effective is they're using Brain FM uh, meditation uh, music or songs or sounds to get them out of that I want to eat everything uh, state of mind. Now, we are sponsored by, or we do work with, I should say, Brain FM. If you go to brain.fm forward slash mind pump, you'll get 20% off all of, their song, all of their songs and beats. Next question, what builds more muscle, slow control movements or faster movements, explosive movements? Which one's better? And the final question, we give our opinion on rucking. That's right. starts with an R, rucking, and weighted backpack walking. Hey, Sal, let's ruck. <laughs> Not again. Okay. Also, uh, I want to remind everybody, there's only five days left for the MAPS Strong 50% off sale. Now, MAPS Strong is one of our most effective muscle building and fat burning and metabolism boosting programs. It's half off. It will not be half off again uh, at any time soon. So you might want to act now. There's only five days left. Here's what you do. Go to mapsstrong.com, M-A-P-S-S-T-R-O-N-G.com. And use the code STRONG50, S-T-R-O-N-G-5-0, no space, for the discount. T-shirt time! 
And it's t-shirt time. Oh, shit, Doug. You know it's my favorite time of the week. Bing, oh, bing, bing. yeah. <laughs> we have three winners this week. For iTunes, we have Gromit413 and Jay McGahey. For Facebook, Frank Gonzo. All of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. I like the way you're dressed today, Adam. <gasps> my mom dressed me. It's a lie. No, seriously. She this, did? Well, I mean, the socks and the, the shirt. And you're I, very pastel. I just matched You know what you look like? Like a golfer. White privilege. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Does he look like white privilege? Yeah. Uh, He's got the yeah. pink the pink polo on and the colorful socks and the white shoes. I'm fucking Mexican, right. yo. I I don't I know you I know you're there you go. All right, I know you're Kyle. Are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well you look like we white. know yeah. <laughs> you're dressed you know you have a membership yeah. uh you're wearing their costume Local. though. I was feel, I was feeling preppy this morning. That was, yeah, no, you look mm, good. That you was the good. that was the feel today. Yeah, yeah. Kind of weaving in and out of stuff lately. Yeah. I'm just like uh feeling it, man. So no, so I want I was I want to I want to uh apply the the sober test. You guys know what the sober test is? The sober uh, test. Yeah. Bad ideas or actually good ideas when you're high. Yeah, and then you got to repeat them. Yeah. To, the a so, next, to a sober group. The next day. This never works, so I'm, I'm very curious to hear yours. Yeah, because oftentimes I'll come up with a great idea, I'll write it down, and then the next day I'll look at it and be like, <laughs> Cheetos and milk? That makes no sense. <laughs> that would be terrible. Two anyway, orange cupcakes, I'm no, telling you. No, Jessica and I were up last night, and we just got went off on discussing hunter-gatherers, of course, because we're you know, a couple of, yeah, a couple of dorks. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, we, we were talking about like, uh, uh, parents sleeping with their, um, kids in bed. Like, you know, babies are uh, some parents with, when they have a baby. Right. Oh, you know why the, the, the subject came up? Cause she was asking me about your, your guys' baby shower and she couldn't believe how many people were going, uh, which actually I started thinking about it, bro. It's like a fucking wedding, bro. It's, <laughs> it's bigger than a lot bro, of weddings. You must, Stupid. And knowing you and how much you hate that kind uh, of You're avoiding yeah. that, and then, yeah, your baby shower is even going to be bigger. 150 oh. people, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I, dude, I don't even know what to expect. That's, that's I don't even know what to expect. I've been insane. completely- Where are you guys going to fit? Where are you guys going? Yeah. We're going down to her uh, her brothers and her sisters, right? They, they live in San Martin, and they have a, a they have a big property. They have a property that has, I don't know, It's I'd say it's about- uh, an acre and a half, two acres. Mm. So the house itself isn't really big, but I mean, it's going to be beautiful outside. And so they have just, they're setting up the outside and Damn. I've seen some of the stuff that's going into it. And my one thing was just like, listen, one, I don't want us putting a ton of energy and focus into this. And I was like, two, I don't want us spending a bunch of money. Both broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, she, unless she's lying to me, she's, we haven't, we personally haven't spent any money or really done much. I mean, it's been, oh, her, wow, family supported. Yeah, the family's really, and I think, I think her being the baby of the group, of course, you know, and then I think everybody's excited. Man. And then I've heard a lot of the family talking about, cause I think they went through a time where, you know, cause, cause Katrina was like me. This is where her and I were both kind of on this in our, before we met, you know, our late 20s were, you know, both would say things to our friends like, yeah, if I have kids, I have kids. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. like this, I have to have kids. Or I, I mean, I think we both said we wanted kids. So everybody's just excited. Yeah, I think people for a long time, you know, Katrina was in her mid-30s and still no kids, still not married. Same thing for myself. So I think they people started to lose hope that mm -hmm. the baby isn't going to have well, any kids. Well, well, so we we were talking about how big, it, you know, this, this thing is. And they were talking about, you know, raising babies. And, 
And the converse, the topic came up of how some parents will sleep with their kids and some parents will put their kids in a, in a bed in another room or whatever. Mm. And I'm like, well, I think it could be dangerous to sleep with the baby in, in the bed. Like you could roll over on the, on the kid. I've, I've heard this before. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, gosh, there's no way. There's no way for, for most of the time humans have been on earth that you would let a baby cry in the middle of the night. It's like a dinner bell. Yeah. For predators. There's no way you would have could you imagine that? You're like a hyena or a lion, you hear a crying baby, you're like, There's food. Yeah. Let's go get it. It's you know? funny you're bringing this up. I took the, <laughs> I took the newborn class last night. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. We were at that last which I did not want to do either. I was just like <laughs> <laughs> Did you get all your breathing techniques uh, down? No, that's Lamaze. We didn't oh, do Lamaze. This was newborn, right. which is to the point of what Sal's talking about right now. Things like that. You know, basic questions like, can you sleep with your baby this early? Should you? Should you not? Yeah. And so I'm thinking yeah, you from- should a, let them sleep on their stomach. From, yeah. And I'm thinking from a natural perspective, uh, because our environment's changed so much uh, because we've made everything so modern that our bodies haven't been able to catch up. And that's why we have so many problems. And so I'm like, I wonder, it's probably, I mean, it's way more natural to, to have the baby next to you and not cry, right? Because again, it would be like a dinner bell. So- we were talking back and forth, and Jessica's like, "Well, what did you do with your kids like during the day?" Because what a lot of uh, what some people are saying now is that one of the best things you could do with an infant is put them in one of those like baby Bjorn, kind of like that, right? It's like a sling, yeah. And the baby's just always on you, skin to skin contact, and you just do your daily whatever. It's like and, a wrap, yeah, yeah. And then when the baby's hungry, the baby just nurses because the food's there. Otherwise, the baby's on you. And, good, and I actually did some research on this a while ago, and kids cry less; they have less. Digestive issue. It seems it just seems to be much more natural, and so she said, "Well, what did you guys do with your kids? Because you know, you're you you guys had work and this and that." I said, "Oh, we had every once in a while we put the the baby in one of those like automatic rockers. Mm -hmm. You know, those little chairs that you yeah, you put you put them in there. You push a button and it rocks." Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, but aren't those things electric? What about the EMFs and stuff like that?" Which is like, eh, I don't know if that's a big deal. And I thought about it, and I remembered when my siblings were little. I don't know if you remember this, Adam, because you were you were kind of like I was, where you you were the oldest. Yeah, mm -hmm. the 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 rocker that my siblings went in was powered by a crank. So like there was this big yeah, he did this yeah big you crank. You wound it up. Yeah, you wind it up. Yeah. You put the baby in there. You push it, and then it. T t t t and I thought to myself that here's my brilliant my high business idea. Let's Here we see go. If it, yeah, I wonder if a line of baby, you know, like rocking chairs and rocking beds and stuff like that, but are not electric, like today. Like if you brought those back today, I bet they'd do well because everybody's so worried about- Bunch of hippies. Everybody's worried about EMS yeah. and shit like that. Oh, that's interesting theory. What do you think? I don't know. If you make a whole line of like- Are people really worried about EMS and like little things like that? Yes. That's crazy. Just People in, worried about everything. Maybe. Maybe just in your hippie circle. Just yeah, to make it. That's a little excessive, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it seems. I think that's a little. Like if you made maybe it look like cool. Maybe like Wi-Fi signals, but yeah. I don't like know you made it look cool, but it was all powered by crank. Like you wound it up. Well, I, I, my, one of my buddies. I'm sure people get sick of it. After, one of my buddies yeah. is like, crank that thing every is like super cheap ass. And he's like, I didn't. Uh, he's like, the, those because some of those things are expensive as fuck. Right? Yeah, they are. Well, the he's like, yeah. He straight did like a, a bungee cord set up in the doorway. He's like, fuck that. He's like, fuck. Fuck that! I paid no hundred and seventy dollars for some little. Thing. I only got like minimal use out of those things. It would be like maybe a couple of weeks, and then it wouldn't work anymore. Mm. Like they would, they would like get upset, and like it wouldn't like calm them down like it used to, you know. So they, there's such a small shelf life to a lot of those products. What, what they say is when 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 the when the baby has skin to skin contact with mom, they they sync up 
with the mom. Her exhale teaches the baby, like right. has the baby oh, inhale yeah. right. or, or, or whatever. Right. Yeah, they all start to sync up and it makes perfect sense. Like, you know, we're such, we're totally useless when we're first born. We're like, we're still a fetus, basically, can't do shit. Yeah. So it makes sense that mom had baby, strap you on me because uh, mm-hmm. I still got to go, you know, find some nuts and shit to eat mm-hmm. and. I got every other around. mammal has to figure it out. Yeah, like, yeah. Right as they get out. Like, well, that, ah. that she made a lot of cases for that. Actually. Did they? And yeah, then, yeah. And, they made a lot of cases for the not allowing them to. Like some people think it's a good idea to let them cry as a newborn like that. And she's and her. She made the case that it's not a, a good idea because also what's happening at that time is you're you're forming a bond. Mm-hmm. So and and you can't overlove the child in that that early, those early infant times, like the first couple months when they're. You don't want to abandon them and leave them and let them cry it out like early on. Mm-hmm. No. Later, later, later on, on, it's starting to make sense though. You right. Don't want that but early, but early on, and you got to remember too, like they can't see, but like eighteen, I think eight inches or twelve inches. That's as far as they can see. And so their their main way of being able to communicate is the this ability to cry, touch, and feel. Like so that that whole thing is so important early on mm-hmm. when you first have them to to create that bond and then to be able to connect to you. So. And they still have that. Re- yeah. This is a cool reflex that babies have. Yeah, you can push it, and then you, they- you touch their hand, and they close automatically. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. talked about that, which comes from you know, again, we pro- they were probably holding on to their mom's you know fur as when mom had them, like monkeys do. You ever watch baby monkeys? Mm. They have the monkey, and the monkey just holds on to mom's back fur. And then she goes and she picks fruit. So it's and does your, her- European legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, works fur, works for Italian fur. women. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on to the fur. But anyway, uh, no, it was uh, it was. So my idea is, what do you think of my idea? Well, I think they're crank called, powered. I would like, think I would act. Did you actually get online? Because sometimes no. when you have high ideas like this, you actually don't think to do the research and like no, someone I mean, probably no fucking research well, Amazon so, right now. Well, yeah, you yeah. could probably find that. Yeah, there's probably well, our, that's what they were when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you could still. Well, there's, there's nostalgia like. Uh, toys like that you like especially etsy's huge for that like mm. people like just build like cool like unique things like we we bought so many things on etsy uh when we were Did uh, you? yeah for the kids because like people like hand make all these things and it's way cooler oh that's pretty rad yeah anyway how you guys feel uh after our we haven't worked out together like legit where we actually do the same exercises maybe together. years yeah we never that's probably only the third or fourth workout we've ever done like together, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That felt like yeah, like a, a super group. Yeah, and there. we didn't do all the whole workout together, but we. Uh, I mean, what you guys? How do you guys feel today? Oh my! my I'm feeling great. My posterior chain is lit. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. yeah. It my, was my mid back, especially, is feeling good. Yeah, I've been because Map Strong is on sale. You know, every time we have a program on sale, I start getting um, people giving me feedback and stuff, and it always inspires re- you. To yeah, go, it resparks yeah. my interest in the programming, and so I've been doing more of the heavy farmer walks and. You know, kind of those types of lifts or whatever. So, you know, that's why, you know, yesterday I had us do deadlifts and then those heavy farmer walks all the way up and down the grass. Bro, farmer walks. Great combo. Farmer walks just, they blow up your whole body. Yeah. Like, I feel it everywhere. No, that's what's great about it. You know what I mean? Well, it makes so much sense, though. I mean, again, everything is completely like tense from your neck all the way down to your toes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel it everywhere. There's not a lot of, even like the squat. You know, there's the, the bars kind of resting on your back and stuff like that. There, you're, and, and even though you're you're taught to to grip the bar and mm-hmm. tighten it, you can't not when you're carrying you know three four hundred pounds and walking. Yeah, with now it. you're moving with it. Yeah, you have to be. The stakes are higher. Tense you know? the yeah. entire time. Now, what did you guys do afterwards? Because I, I I I stayed down in the, the the bottom floor and I ended up doing 
uh, some chest and shoulder exercise, and then it went back up. And oh, I broke out a bit. Yeah, I I wanted to not get too crazy like uh, with my legs, but wanted to uh, jumped on the leg press because that's I when I was doing that it helped my hip a bit mm-hmm. to engage my glutes. I think a little bit more too. So. Uh, did that, did some bench, did some curls, did some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. You were all little, pumped when you came to this team. Bodybuilder-esque. All, all jacked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All I did was single leg press. That was it and I was done. Because all I needed to do that day was some legs. I had planned on squatting or deadlifting. And so we hit the deadlifting and then we hit the, the farmer carries. And then I just did a single leg press for four or five sets. You know what would have been a good combo for that? Well, maybe not because you're, you're pretty lit. Yeah, huh? I didn't need anything. I'm, I'm so lit today. If, like, you were into, if you were at a point where you were like just slapping volume on your body and your recovery was really good, I would go with the reverse hyper or the glute ham raise. Have you ever done those? Oh, that is one of my favorite. We used to have that at the NorCal gym that I used to train out of. One of the best... Uh, I've never been big into using that, bro. Use it consistently, because here's the thing: which I've never it's done. Amazing. I've used it. I've never used it consistently. That's just it, like For a, your back a, and your hamstrings. Yeah, a lot of people don't use them on a on a consistent basis. They'll use them here and there, and then that whatever. Use it on a consistent basis. Watch what happens to your deadlifts, your deadlift numbers. Watch what happens to your hamstring and glute uh, development. I just saw it's that. It's one of the best I'm, exercises. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so, like, I know, I know, like. PRX, I, I just saw that they like come up with with their own version of it. Which was it? Westside Barbell was the one that like originally came up with the reverse hyper. Yeah, if where I'm you not do mistaken. Both. Yeah, yeah. So I think PRX has one that can bolt to the wall now, bro. It, look, there it is, right there. Doug just brought it up. It will literally fold in, just like everything PRX that makes. It's got lo- the low profile. That, oh, like, look at that! How does that fold into the wall? Well, do you see how it's a, how it's like watch. a transformer? Dude. Yeah, watch. click on the picture. Yeah, let me see how it folds in, Doug. How do you fold that? You got to click, click on the picture. Yeah, look at that. Oh wow. shit! And it, and it comes right out real easy. Whoa! Takes up almost no space. Dude, the engineering uh, they've been doing at PRX has been pretty crazy to oh, watch, bro. If you if you want a home gym and you don't have a lot of space, but you want to have a legit home gym with a rack, you know, barbells, dumbbells, glute ham raise, like whatever. Yeah. This this is the company. I mean, look at that. You could totally. That, put, you could have this and your rack and your barbell and your dumbbells and your weights, push it up against the wall, park your car in the garage still. Done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Isn't that great? Wow. I'm yeah. like mad. I was now, like, how the hell did that they, ahead of time? <laughs> so where do the okay, go back? Where do the mats go right there? I can't I don't understand. They must it's slide pushed off. in. It's see, pushed in. Yeah, yeah, that mat's right there. It's just pushed facing the wall. Oh, you and see then, that the top it, of then it? it folds down, and then it's the mat. Do you right see how there. the top yeah. goes yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, that's it's fucking ingenious. Yeah, I love too how they you have the option of doing like they you can do like the monthly subscription and just pay for it monthly. For well, something. that's the thing. Like if you because that's a that's an expensive piece of equipment, so it'd be yeah. nice to be able to just throw eighty bucks at it every single month. Absolutely. Just instead of paying a membership at the gym, just do something like this. Here's the thing too: if you're serious about working out, in my opinion, a home gym is the best. It's one of the best investments I ever made. Mm-hmm. I like where look. I, I don't miss workouts. I like working out. I'm probably never going to miss workouts. I'm always going to like to lift weights. Having something in my garage where I can go out there and make it happen, especially when I have kids, take them to school, you know, schedule whatever. Or sometimes I want to wake up in the morning and I don't feel like combing my hair. I don't feel like changing out of my freaking whatever. Or I want to work out. My the other day, Jessica and I when we did that heavy ass workout and it was hot in the summer. It's great. You go out there in your shorts, shirt off, and just work out like a animal. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, try doing that no, at the gym. You go savage. Mode. Try not to. Yeah, try doing it at the gym and not getting kicked out. I have. I have. My, I have my moments. I go in and out. Like I, I told you just the other day that I, I made it down to Golds and I haven't been there in a while. And there's something about it's. There's something about being around a bunch of other people that gets me fired up. Sure. But the convenience of having it in your home is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. That it's even just right now. I have kettlebells in the rower at the house, and that's already been. I use the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just there's times where I come home and I'm like, I got to get home to do something, whether it be let the dogs out or meet Katrina for something. And I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like heading back out to the gym, but at least I have stuff mm-hmm. that I can get go down the garage and get a 20 sure. minute workout. Oh, yeah. but, I can always bench or squat or overhead press. I'm like, I can always do something. I just like having that ability. I'm just like, go downstairs. I'll just hit something. You got to try the. You got to try that all day workout that I talked about a long time ago. Oh so, my god! You got to do that. Pick pick three exercises. I'm so mad we haven't done that yet. Yeah, pick three exercises. Because well, three sets day. each. <laughs> yeah. It takes, takes way too much commitment. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of commitment <laughs> and planning for. I mean, look, we just yeah, got we our busiest. We got fuck. our first workout out together and much less trying to plan that's a whole, an accomplishment yeah, on its own. a whole day of training is Jessica's like why how come you guys don't do the whole workout together how come you guys never work out together and I'm like you know I was trying to explain this to her um, <laughs> oh that would never happen no and here's what it is I, I, I started to kind of because you we know this you start to work out with your buddies with guys first of all uh, I know that the intensity is going to be higher than if I don't want it to be too high, I shouldn't work out with you guys because it's because it's just what happens. We work out together, yeah. and there's a little you bit press of that, it. Yeah, we start to push it just a little bit. There's a little bit of that fucking. There's always that undertone of let's. Well, you know, I, I want to push it a little. A harder. perfect example of that is yeah. I haven't deadlifted in I don't know how many months. Yeah, and you know you start we warm up with one one thirty five, which is no big deal. And I'm like I, I could have got a workout in a deadlifting one thirty five because I haven't deadlifted forever. <laughs> yeah. And then the very next set you stack on two more plates on each side, and I'm yeah. like okay I guess I'm going to three. 15. Like, right, here we go. <laughs> and I'm not, and I can do it, so I'm yeah. not going to be like, eh. but I could have <laughs> well, easily, I could have easily done 225 and did some reps and been fine and just got as much yeah. great work. The whole time I have an excuse in my head, like, dude, my hip, my hip, you know, just tell them. You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my hip's acting up, guys. Yeah, you can't do it though. No, but I couldn't. I had to keep going. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I was trying to explain that to her, and I was like, and here's the thing: if we were all in our 20s. We would work out all the time together yeah. and just just destroy each other. But because we're all older and more experienced, and we're all you know, we all understand this. We're just like it's better if we don't. You know, yeah. we'll do a couple things and then let's just move off and do our own thing. I'm yeah. just imagining us when we were younger, like all working out together. That would have like, been bad. Oh, we would have broke each other. Like whoa, everything, whoa. shit talk. <laughs> you were about to broke say each bro- other off. <laughs> yeah, well, you were about to say, oh, yeah. like, whoa, yeah. dude, whoa, yeah, that pre workout got me tingling. I don't know. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what do you guys want to do after this workout? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I've been yeah. heated, dude. Did you see the the? Did you hear Danny's uh, uh, study that he was sharing with us? On I heard him reading to you. What what was it about? And is does it does it hold any water? Yeah. So they did a study on athletes, and they found that. The the ones that took the most supplements had worse performance than the ones that didn't take a lot of supplements. Oh, <laughs> oh that is a hilarious. <laughs> well, study. it's it's uh, and I know why. It's not because the supplements don't do anything. Although, yeah, m- have, most supplements. I have, supplements a, do I have a theory on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most supplements do nothing, which is true. Some supplements do something. Like if you take creatine, odds are you're going to be stronger than if you don't. Um, but for the most part, most supplements don't do a whole lot when you're measuring. Not subjective, like I feel better, but actually objective. You know, are you actually stronger? Are you actually yeah. are you muscle? running faster? Are, are you yeah. jumping hard? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and the study showed that people who take supplements actually perform worse. It's not because the supplements are making them perform worse. It's because people who take a shit ton of supplements 
pl- tend to place yeah, less s- emphasis. Self-selection bias. Yeah, sure. they, they take less emphasis on their training, yeah. on their diet, on their sleep, all that stuff. They're looking for the quick fix. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, no, I, I th- yeah, but that makes know, what, sense. what it does highlight, I think that's important about it, is that just goes to show you how much supplements are splitting hairs as far as the difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't think supplements overall make it worse for people. I don't think you're going to get weaker because you take supplements. I think even though that's what the the study was probably trying to highlight and say, I think the real takeaway is that just goes to show you that how little of a difference yeah. they even have. even things like creatine. It's like, yes, creatine does, but just because you take creatine too doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be stronger because if you have poor sleep, you have poor programming, right. you have poor diet, right. even fucking creatine doesn't do shit for yeah. you. It gives yeah. you a small edge when everything's all lined up perfectly, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what creatine does. I've measured it with myself. It adds two reps. That's it. It adds yeah. two reps to all my lifts. So it's not this huge, crazy, oh my God, you know, uh, I'm taking the magic pill. And, 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 and the reason why I'm communicating this is because creatine is by far the most effective supplement when it comes to That's building the, muscle yeah. and strength, and it's two more reps. So everything else, now you know how effective they are, right, right. in terms of that. Right. But no, it's, it, 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 the people I've always known my entire life who've taken the most supplements were always the ones who didn't, just didn't take the time to really uh, – look at their exercise program or the people who really didn't look at their diet and nutrition. Mm-hmm. They just kind of ate whatever, followed the same workout all the time, and then they would cycle through all these different supplements expecting you know, results. Oh, fuck, happen. I was that kid. Yeah. 100% I was that kid. 100% I was my workouts from probably 17 to 25-ish or so looked pretty similar with the, me just trying something, you know, for mm-hmm. running branch chain amino acids, running the creatines, running running DHEA, running tribulus, running everything I could get my hands on as a kid and trying that and seeing, oh, man, and, and telling your buddies, like, have you tried this yet? Yeah. I think I feel a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. It totally grew. Dude, check this other one out, this other study out. Um, I just read this two days ago. It's in the t- Technology Network's um, website. This is the title. Baby's temperament linked to their gut bacteria. Mm. So now they're finding that babies that are happier, less cranky, don't cry a lot, um, have a, a particular higher amounts of particular strains of gut bacteria. So they're, they're, they're linking specific strains of bacteria to different types of temperament in the baby. C- cool, right? How are they doing that? Well, they're, they're, they're testing. The, they're taking children, 300 babies or whatever. They're testing their temperament, and then they're looking at their gut microbiome and seeing if they can make connections. And they are finding some connections. I so think certain bacteria strains will affect your mood. Well, the ones they've identified, I think it's far more complex than that. Yeah, obviously, it, I think it's extremely weird. complex, and it's going to require a lot more study. Yeah, but they are already linking um, the microbiome to the baby's uh, temperament. So kind of kind of interesting, right? Who was talking that about the Whitney Houston thing? Yeah, I was talking about that, dude. It, like she's going on tour and she's not even alive, right? So this is like the whole Tupac thing where they had like a hologram. This uh, is becoming like, I guess this is just the first example, but they're planning on rolling out more of these artists uh, and, and really like taking a lot of these franchises or or estates um, and, and talking to them about like touring these like old artists of the past and having people show up. And then you have all these, uh, you know, you have all these holograms performing the entire thing. Wow. That's a trip. You know it's what I'm crazy. Th- you know I'm- what I'm thinking right now? What do you think it's going to look like in like 
2070. Yeah, 30 years. 2070, Mind Pump will be on tour yeah, in Hollywood. You got like James Brown. No. You got like, you know, you, you could go anywhere with it. Like, no, they'll be droids. Playing though. together. They're not even yeah. holograms. They'll be droids that look and <laughs> sound just like us. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll look human. They'll go off stage and be like, hey, welcome. Well, here. it's interesting because they've actually even talked about this with actors for, and you're seeing this even with like Carrie Fisher and like making an appearance in Star Wars. And, and it's like, these digital copies of of actors like even now they're getting screened and it's some it's some of their contract in some of these movies where the actor has to get like copied and scanned so that way they can use their likeness in the future it's getting weird it you is. see in china they have a news anchor in china that's 100% uh, CGI, 100% artificial oh, intelligence that's right I remember it's that. not even a real person it's just a, a computer generated person but it looks Almost real. They're so close. It's almost real. And he's almost delivering passable, huh? delivering the news. What do you think is going to happen in the future when CGI gets indistinguishable from humans? They'll be able to create the perfect actors. Yeah. You won't even need to have human actors. Well, I told you the whole thing will be what, what I think thing. is going to be in the future the future with the acting is I think you'll license that, right? You'll you'll be an actor or whatever like that. And because you've done enough material, they can you can just license out you, you your voice, everything, and just be like, oh, instead of you getting paid ten million and actually having to go do all the acting. You just license out you, and mm -hmm. then they can go do it CGI, and then you don't even have to actually go do it. Interesting. Why would they even need to do that, though? At some point, at some point, they'll just make a CGI actor well, that's a better than you, that sings better, whatever, nah, and then that'll be nah, the actor. Nah, no, because there's, there's, there's two. We, we connect with real people, But right? if you can't tell the difference. Yeah, but you, you, you still- You trick your brain. Nah, there's no. I, I still don't see. Like, we could do this now, right? We could create some robot character that sings, dances, makes jokes, does whatever, and because it's a, a robot, we all know that. No one cares. No That's one what I'm saying. But if, if you have, but a, we're not good enough yet. If you have somebody who's built a character, no. Even if it was, even if it was, you still wouldn't care, in my opinion. Mm. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be drawn to it. But a real person that has built up their character. And then you're interested, like a Whitney Houston or something like that. Like I, you know, she's already we know how, how you know, great singer. She's iconic now. Mm -hmm. I mean, she'll probably sell tickets. People will go and watch this hologram version of her. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if it's going to be accepted. Like I know, like some people are interested, but there was also some backlash for it. People are calling it like ghost slavery and all this like weird Whoa. stuff. And I'm oh, like, wow. really? Yeah. No, the the estate, the estate. <laughs> if they sign off on it, yeah. It's that's like, that's the. I mean, they're the ones. The she already capitalism. signed it off. Yeah. You know what I mean? She already has the estate. They're the ones that are making the money. That's why you know stuff. Because like, think about yeah, like what's weird, happening though. with uh, like video games. Shit, I was I was playing. Uh, NBA 2K, what like the newest NBA game for uh, Xbox One the other day, and uh, it was funny because Katrina had walked in the living room at home and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, my, my buddy left this gaming system there, so I hadn't played in forever, and it was playing." And she's sitting in the living room and she's doing like work, and she starts laughing and because she picks up on the announcer inside. First of all, they do an incredible job of making the shit look real. I mean, mm -hmm. the video it's a video game, but it looks like all the players really, really well. It's very close. And to the point where you're playing a game and I make a pass over to Curry and the announcers are talking about it like real live and they're mm -hmm. in their personalities and making jokes and sarcastic comments. And, you know, it feels as real as if you're watching a, a real game. But people don't sit around and watch these video games like that. Now, some people do. We're seeing examples of that on YouTube. Oh, my right? God, bro. Oh, some of the most viewed especially. videos on YouTube are of kids playing video games. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're if you're right, I mean, you'll. I think that's where we'll see that evolution is there first. Is you if you think that it's going to go to that point where you're entertained by you know CGI as much as you are by real people, we'll see that happen in the in the video game world probably first. Look, if you fool, yeah. it's not if you do a good enough job, and if we get AI that's smart enough that can totally fool you, it won't matter. Like if if you see someone and you can't tell that they're not a human, or you see something on TV and you can't tell at all that it's not real, you're, whether you know it's real or not, it doesn't matter. You're going to perceive it as such. Well, this is where I start tripping out because like with the deep fakenings and like all these things, <laughs> it's like, dude, all this is happening at once. You know, <laughs> We're going to get like holograms that are going to be indistinguishable. We'll get robots indistinguishable. We're going to get, you know, like people messing with dude, video. I'm coming up with all kinds of cool sci-fi, like sci-fi plots right now. Like what too if, much. What if in the future there's like a... You want to overthrow government, so you assassinate their leader, but plug in an AI machine that nobody knows isn't the guy, yeah. and then he just makes decisions for you. Do we? Yeah, do we're we, going to pull out of that country now. Like, huh? What are you talking about? Do yeah. we? This kind of reminds me too of. Uh, did we talk about a while back when this all first started happening? I just was watching a, a clip yesterday of, of Tony Robbins. Did we bring him up like when it first started to happen? Yeah, we with did Bu- with BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and did you see what's going on with him now? No, what's up? So he did a video yesterday. It's really, it's really unfortunate and sad to see all this. Uh, and it's it kind of reminds me of an example of you've talked about Sal before too. Is like what we're going to see in the elections coming up is the ability to manipulate, you know, clips and their voice and do stuff. And you know, it's it's not hard to take, uh, especially somebody like Tony Robbins that's probably got a, a million clips of audio and video of him saying things, is to take something, you know, take a portion of it out mm-hmm. and then create something around it and you know there he's getting a lot of backlash and has been for a, almost a month now and the latest thing that buzzfeed has been doing has been going after all of his charities that he donates millions and millions of dollars to and is actually trying to get them to get rid of him as a as a donor oh cool yeah punish everybody he's helping yeah i just i don't understand that yeah. like what's the logic behind behind that I, I don't know, it's, man. It's illogical. It's a it's a weird time. It's really a weird time that we're in right now. It's it's I don't know. I can, I have no words to be quite honest with you. I mean, if, if but if if that's happening now, like what is it going to be like in five ten years from now? Like you, somebody, some, I, and maybe it'll get so silly that it's gonna it'll just go back. Maybe, I hope I'm hoping it'll get so silly that people will be like, really, are we really, are we really trying to prevent him from donating ten million dollars? To these charities because, you know, something he said 30 years ago out of context even or whatever, is that really what we want to do? I mean, is the guy, is his money being used in nefarious ways? If it was, that would be totally different. Right. But if it's being donated and used the way it's supposed to be used, like, really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. Dude. I don't I don't get it, man. Yeah. Everything's kind of crazy. No. So, speaking of, uh, of cool, crazy stuff. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but... Um, are you guys familiar with catch wrestling or catch as catch can wrestling? Have you heard of that before? I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know the specifics. So it's a uh, it's an old form of wrestling where it's all holds are legal. Any hold, uh, any, any holds lock legal. Okay. is legal. The goal is to get the other guy to give up, and you could get him to give up any way you you wanted to. You could you know you could put your forearm across his nose and smash his face. You could take his toe and bend it and whatever wow it's that's why it's catch as catch can so like all holds uh, are legal do you guys know that abraham lincoln was apparently a badass catch wrestler really yeah a lot of people don't know this so i was actually uh i was online on uh on instagram and someone made a comment about abe lincoln 
being a badass. And then I remember mm. I'd known I'd known this because a long I time if ago anybody pulled his beard. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he didn't grow his beard till he got elected, oh, okay. to, or till right before his election. Some girl, uh, little girl, told, this is the story. Little girl told him that he would she would vote for him if, if he just had a beard. So then he grew it and then he won. But, but anyway, <laughs> what I had never heard yeah, that, yeah, that either. Yeah. <laughs> Random great. facts. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he uh, he was a, a badass wrestler. So this is back when I was in jujitsu. I would do all these research on grappling sports just because I found them to be fascinating. And I learned about catch wrestling, and I then read about Abe Lincoln. And there's there's a lot, and this is fact. This is historical fact. He, I believe, had thousands of matches, lost one out of all of them. No he was way. a six foot four, gangly dude that yeah, beat the, he was tall, beat the crap out of people. At one point, I believe it was his, if I'm not mistaken, National Wrestling Hall of Fame in 1992. Mm-hmm. Yep, his oh here it is. His stepbrother had a river barge. That was hijacked by a group of thugs. So 19-year-old Abe Lincoln gets on there and throws every one of them overboard. <laughs> Tussles with all of them and fucking throws them off. Yeah, he was a badass. Hell yeah. <laughs> he was a badass back then. Apparently, he was really, really strong and really, really technical. And he was 6'4 and weighed 185. So he was like a big, kind of a tall, skinny dude. Wow. Kind of cool, right? That, that is cool. That is, I mean, he's always been one of my favorites. Yeah. Is it Teddy? Is it Teddy Roosevelt's the other one that has like a really badass uh, oh, he's story a, behind him too? Oh, he's a he's a he's the most badass president. Whether you agree with what he did, his policies yeah. and that stuff, just in terms of pure badassery. Yes, Te- like, like the most manly president Bro, ever. He he enlisted himself in the military and lied. You ready for this? Lied so he could be at the front lines. Yeah. Like he wasn't supposed to fight, and he's like, no, 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 and he took men and went there anyway, just so he could get in the middle of the wow. fighting. Yeah, I, I heard too. Like, like some of Batman was was like uh, like from stories about him, yeah. and like how he used to like at night would go, you know, walk the streets and and, and like fight crime. He and would shit. walk the street, dress up as a policeman. Yes, walk with the, the streets, Billy Club with the Billy Club, and and fuck up, you know, bad people or whatever. Yeah. Just for like, fun. Yes. He was a sickly, apparently he was a sickly kid. He had asthma. And so he he learned how to strengthen his body through exercise, mm-hmm. judo. He practiced judo in his in the presidential office, would wrestle people. And people, yeah. nobody wanted to fuck with him. He was Jeez. super- We well, need more of those in office. Super well-respected. He yeah. was giving a speech. I believe it was him. I think it was him. Maybe Doug can correct me. He was giving a speech, got shot, finished the speech. Really? <laughs> yeah. They wanted to pull what him off champion. stage. He wouldn't go off. He finished the speech. That's gangster. Then he yeah. left and got and got the bullet <laughs> taken out. <laughs> I believe it was Teddy like Roosevelt. A boss. Maybe, yeah, look that up, Doug. Teddy Roosevelt got shot. It is him. Yeah. yeah. Like, you should see. Look at this. He was shot in 1912, and it, 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 the they, they said it, it takes more than a uh, more than that to kill a bull moose. That's what they used to call him. <laughs> <laughs> he had a 50 page speech in his pocket, and that's what that's what got hit. But it did. He did get hit by the bullet though. But that protected him from what? Yeah. Wow. That sounds like an old folktale or something. No, it's oh. it's a true story. Like he got shot and it hit like fifty pages of paper. Yeah, fifty page, yeah, in his pocket. But it, <laughs> it did crazy. go through. Know, it, right? it did go through and 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 so like the guys have like a locket or something and it hits like right there and, no. and saves them. Yeah, no, it's a true story, dude. Yeah, that sounds. Crazy. You gotta watch documentaries on Teddy Doug, Roosevelt because Doug's you will not fact believe checking it. Here right now. Yeah, no. It's Do you funny. have a good one? Because I've actually wanted to watch one. Yes, PBS. Okay. PBS made a really good one uh, called The Roosevelts. So it talks about Teddy Roosevelt, and then it talked about uh, FDR, who I can't, I despise, hate yeah, FDR. Yeah. But Teddy uh, was just 
a, he was a fucking he's a champion maniac. Well, you, well, since you took it to the politics thing, I know Doug hates when we go this direction, but I feel like I, how can you not bring up what happened? Did you hear what happened with Iran? Yeah, where they shot down one of our drones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're saying it was an. Uh, they're saying it was in their territory, but then you know I don't know. Well, it, what's happening? What, what, why it's a big deal is because both sides are disagreeing on what happened. Of course. So, the the next thing, I mean, that's kind of a that's kind of a scary deal, don't you think, dude? We've been trying to yeah, go to war with Iran. Is a reason, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's volatile for sure. That's I, scary. They've been in our in our sights for ever since the the government got oh ever since our puppet government that we installed in Iran got overthrown uh, by their you know Ayatollah or whatever. The, you know, because you guys know the history of Iran, right? No, tell me. We installed. Us in Great Britain helped uh, overthrow their government and install a quote-unquote puppet government, a leader who would work with us. Um, and we did this because, you know, Iran just got lots of oil. Uh, well, he got overthrown by his people, and oftentimes when a government gets overthrown by their own people, the people they put in charge are far more extreme. The extreme of extreme. Yeah, and that's when you got kind of that Islamic extremism uh, involved. And so they've always been on our side. So we've always looked at you know, which, which we should do with them. Now, for a long time, Iraq kept them in check. Um, and uh, Saddam Hussein was somebody that we actually put it, we helped. We funded him, put him in power because he was the checks and balances against Iran. Mm. And of course, mm. at some point we decided Saddam Hussein isn't somebody we wanted to, you know, be cool with anymore, um, especially after we went into Kuwait. So then we, you know, kicked his ass. Now Iran's like the superpower in the middle. So we're just waiting for a reason to go in there and start some shit with them. And so shooting down one of our drones is a bad idea if that's if that's what's Do you think that's do. something that will cause something like that or do you think it's not enough? I think they're beating the drum they're they're mm. beating the war drum. Yeah. And um what they typically will do is wait for popular opinion to support war. It's definitely generating momentum in that direction. Yeah. That's for sure. That's the that's the idea is to build that momentum. That's the that's the propaganda um, I think it's a bad idea. So we're it'll be still, interesting we're still, to see what follows then. Dude, we, right, we've been in Iraq long enough now where there's sons now serving in Iraq and, and their, their dads are the ones that initially went in there. Hmm. Like that's the longest war mm -hmm. that we've ever had. Wow. It's in, in, in our history. So we're, we're perpetually out there at war for a long time and you want to throw another one on top of it? It's, it's so reminiscent of how the Roman Empire fell it's exactly these are they were following Spread the same pattern thin, yeah yeah just just you're just throwing your military everywhere you're overspending your debt is out of control war is not good for the economy it's the biggest myth it's a terrible dangerous myth that people believe there's nothing more destructive than building you know million dollar bombs and then blowing them up that does that's not a great use of wealth that's a terrible destructive way to waste taxpayer dollars or even inflate the currency, which is a lot of governments will do that. They'll just print dollars or money to try to support, you know, war. And so it's, war is terrible. And now, mm. of course it kills people too. I can't, you know, I, 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 it's funny how people talk about the economy. It's like, you know that people die in war? I don't understand why you guys think it's, right, a, right, right. it's yeah, a great why thing. Why do want to go down that route? Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's- And think it's, it's really terrible. all over oil, right? I mean, that's the main driver behind all it's of it, right? It's their, they pose, they pose a potential threat. Like the only- the only Do country, they really? Well- they, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've been actively trying to get a nuke. Here's the thing. If you're a country in the world and you are at odds with the U.S., the best insurance policy you could have is, is building a nuke because our military will whoop the we'll, – we'll, if we wanted to, we could go in Iran and for sure we would defeat them. No problem. That doesn't mean it would be easy because then you got to 
stay in there, make sure that a more extreme person doesn't come in charge, make sure it's not a terrorist group that comes. So it's not like like Afghanistan. We went in there, kicked their ass, but then we stayed there forever. Iraq, same thing. The war was easy. It was the afterwards that just cost all the money. Cost tons and tons and tons of money, causes so much, so many problems, so much blowback. Um, so yeah, so that's the thing. So if, if, if Iran gets a nuke, then we think twice, right? Like we don't want to go in there because now we're, it's a, same, like, like look at North Korea. The only reason why we haven't really gone into North Korea and fucked them up is because they have nukes. And even though the nukes, we could still beat them, you don't want a nuke, you right. know, going off. Well, that no, looks terrible. That. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? Return nukes yeah. and annihilate so. a whole bunch of people. So, so that's it. Iran is that that one country in the Middle East that we we are always kind of looking at and surrounding with our bases. If you look at all the U.S. bases, they're like all around Iran. We've like isolated them. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. I hope nothing Heating happens. Up. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use a coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Nick Rosenbaum. Thoughts on wall sits when trying to rehab an injury or fix an imbalance. Speaking of wall sits, did you see our buddy uh, Mike Castle doing the the wall sits with his feet in the ice uh, and then the the most extreme wall sit? Yeah, yeah that, no, that, that, they're making Legos. Yes, or yes, yeah. they they were putting together like a, a Lego kit and they were at at, at the, in a wall sit with a plate on their lap. So in a wall sit, plate on their lap. Feet in ice, ice. Yeah. and then putting together a Lego. Oh, a that's Lego. hilarious. Yeah, I thought that would be a crazy Did challenge. you guys, who was that one girl a long time ago? Adam, I think you showed me the video where she did this video where she, they stacked like 20, 45 pound plates on her. Oh, yeah. And then people called her out called and said it was fake. the fake plates. They tried to duplicate it and she kept getting crushed by the yeah. plates. Yeah, yes. Do you yes. remember that? That was part of the, um, part of the, those first form crew. Those 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 cats over there, they actually went and did it. And the guy, I forget the name of the kid who has the YouTube channel that like he just goes around and stirs up shit in the fitness industry, calls people out for fake videos and bullshit. Right. And he was calling bullshit on it so much, and he has enough pull on his channel that you know uh, the girl and then one of the other one of the other guys that is affiliated with First Form showed up and said, "All right, we're gonna do this." Yeah. And so they videoed it, and like he's stacking the weights up on her. She fought, she gets crushed. Oh, yeah, she gets crushed like and twice. Does it again, and yeah. it's like, and like the guy, I'm like, come on, man, like he's like stacking them. You could do it. You could like keeps like stacking weights on her. So it's like, come on, dude, uh, what an example how stupid and ridiculous we've become. Like, <laughs> it's already stupid. It's such a moronic idea. It's so stupid and ridiculous to do it anyways. To do that, to show that, yeah. like, and the, the things we do for likes, and then you let some fucking troll troll you and yeah. get you to, to come get you all hot and bothered that yeah, called you on your bullshit to show up to prove them wrong like mm. who are we they're yeah. like grown ass fucking man and woman too like what I, I, fucking I, I remember, I, it's you know, silly dude managing gyms uh, I remember there was a point where <laughs> half my trainers would finish their clients workouts with wall sits yeah like that was how you finished a workout like alright go sit up against the wall I'm gonna time you and I, I think there is some it's value. Like running laps. Yes, I, in, in same equation. Coaches, same high school coaches, yeah. all day long, wall sets, wall yeah. sets. And, and I think there's some value to doing 
uh, isometric type exercises, which is what a wall sit is. I definitely think there's some value in them, but the way I see a lot of trainers using wall sits is because they're lazy. Lazy. There's the, the lazy workout programming. It's an easy way to have your client hurt, get them sore, sit up against the wall. I don't have to really train you. I could just look at the, my watch and have you sit there and now I get a break from, from training you type of deal. Mm -hmm. So that's the way a lot of people use them. Now, what's the value of doing a wall sit? Same value you get from any isometric exercise. When, you, when you're working a, a muscle in an isometric fashion where it's tense but not moving, it's not flexing, it's not extending, it's just holding, mm -hmm. you, get this, uh, you do get some strength benefits that are outside of that range of motion that you're training. Now, it doesn't give you full range of motion strength, but there is uh, a lot of carryover. And isometric exercises are actually great for rehab because yeah. they're safe. They're very, very safe. So if you have a knee injury and, and it hurts to move through uh, a full range of motion or even partial range of motion, one thing you can do is get yourself in an isometric position that you feel is safe mm -hmm. and then do that with resistance and hold that for anywhere between 10 to 30 seconds. That's the beauty of them. I mean, you could really find the threshold right before you know you feel like you're just unsupported and you could stay there and really work your way uh, you know, through that with isometrics. Uh, but the way that I, I mean, in, in terms of like wall sits and like uh, isometric uh, type exercise, I, I, I find more value out of like, I, I've seen some people do things with the squat rack where uh, either you're in a pause squat at the bottom, you're working on, you know, the depth and, and getting out of the hole. Uh, and, and it's more purpose driven in terms of like the isometric. Um, I've also seen somebody like, uh, I think it was Max Schmarzo just posted, um, the, the safety, uh, arms and, mm. and pushing up into, into it. Yeah, I love so, that. so yeah, so now it just has more purpose to me other than just you know, sit against a wall that's kind of supporting your back and just kind of, uh, you know, just lazily just sit there. No, that's a good point. Um, I think now a, a wall sit does involve some resistance, but I, I like the point that you're making, Justin, where you can do an isometric contraction without resistance, um, or you could do an isometric contraction where you're actually pushing against something. Mm -hmm. um, and like I a, think like a dumpy squat to me. Yeah, that, that, that too. To me, like a dumpy squat has way more value than sitting in a, a wall sit. And even to your point, Sal, that you made with like knee pain. Like when I, I think right away, somebody doing a wall sit because they they have pain in their knee. Well, that's caused because the the travel that the, the knee has to go back and forth, and they probably have they lack ankle mobility, mm -hmm. and so the stress goes to the patella. So, if that was the case, if I had a client or I had someone saying like, "Oh, I like wall sits because it feels like I works my legs," but and when I squat though, it bothers my knees, I'd be like, "Okay, well, why is it bothering your knees? Because the knees should work just fine, like a nice little hinge, but if it's feeling stress, it's because of something else. It's probably because you lack." the ankle mobility mm -hmm. and when you when you run out of that range of motion in your ankles then the stress goes directly in the patella when you get in a squat so i don't see a lot of it's something for sure that i did as a dumb trainer in my early 20s um and i remember us getting to to what you said too sal like it turned into this competition where everybody had clients and who could stack the most weight or hold it for the longest yeah. it, my client did a five minute wall set yeah it's whatever. like the yeah. plank thing it's uh -huh. like the, it's, it's like just the, like the plank yeah it's like the bad plank thing it's like yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's no no more intent just like it's just how long well, like you, time, you, time period if you have an injury or an imbalance okay so first of all i would want to know what is it and why are we using the wall sit to fix it? Because more than likely, I could probably give you two, three, four, five better ideas yeah. to address the imbalance 
or fix the or help the injury. That's good. And here's the here's the problem. Here's the real problem. It's not that wall sits are stupid. It's 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 that kind of. people don't know how to program these kinds of movements. Like there's a lot of movements that the that if they're programmed properly, okay, it's fair. Do have some value. The problem is that there, there's too much value being placed on certain movements. Trainers place way too much value on wall sits. And again, the reason why they place a lot of value on wall sits, it's easy. It's a wall sit, so it's, you don't need you, you don't have to think too hard about it. It hurts, so the client yeah, thinks it's hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is a great exercise. It hurts, and it gets people sore. And so trainers place a ton of value on it. Same reason why trainers do plyo exercises when they shouldn't. Like why do why do you see so many trainers having clients? jump up on a bench all the time because they're hard and it's lazy programming. Now, plyo metrics programmed properly, extremely valuable. Very rarely, though, are they programmed properly. Same thing with isometric type movements. The, the, the best place to do isometric movements, in my opinion, is somewhere near the beginning of the workout, somewhere near the beginning, middle of the workout. Get things firing and connected with these isometric movements, then move into the lighter full range of exercise type movements. Trainers almost always program isometric movements, especially wall sets, as either part of circuits or at the very end of a workout to finish off their client before their client takes off. Terrible programming. Right. Almost, almost, I've never, I'm almost never seen someone program a wall sit in a way where I could see their value. I, I, the way that they program is like, oh, you're just trying to make them hurt. Yeah. Like yeah. you're just throwing it in there as, an, as a last resort type of deal. Good point. Next question is from Hussein. I've been noticing the day post a MAPS Anabolic Foundation session, my hunger goes through the roof. Is that a signal that I should increase my calories through healthy foods and undulate the rest of the week? That's a good sign. That's for oh, sure. yeah. yeah. One of the best signs you can get from a uh, good weight training type program is increase in hunger. It just means your body is you're, you're, it needs more food, more yeah. protein. Yeah. To build muscle. How much more food and protein? Not, not that much. Yeah. Not that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that doesn't the, that, mean open up the floodgates. Right. That's we got to be careful there. Yeah. I think sometimes it, when you start training, it's, that's inevitable it's going to happen, especially if you weren't training consistently and you start working out. Like the body will tell you it's hungry. Yep. But you got to be careful that you don't go overindulge. And you talk about it all the time, Sal. It doesn't take that many more calories or grams of protein uh, to for you to build muscle. So, no, I, I embrace it. And the thing about hunger is that, or the, or the feeling, I shouldn't say hunger because most people don't don't feel hungry. It's cravings or increase in your appetite a little bit. Um, we we view it as a as a feeling that we need to get rid of. We're so uncomfortable yeah. with feeling like we want to eat food, like we, we don't know how to deal with it. And, and this is part mostly because uh, this is how we've always been. Like anytime you're hungry, you put food in your mouth. Anytime you crave food, you tend to put food in your mouth. And so we're just not comfortable with this feeling. Now, I learned to get comfortable with it. Like, oh, I want more food, but I know I don't need more food, so I'm just going to sit here with this feeling, and I reframe the feeling so it's not uncomfortable, mm -hmm. and it makes it easier for me to, to, to deal with it. Other, most people, they can't handle it. They feel a little hungry. Oh, my God, what do I do? Yeah. I feel hungry. You know, I, need to, I, need, I, I don't want to gain body fat, though. Well, it just, yeah, it just becomes the entire focus, and they don't know how to, to deal with it. It's mm -hmm. just not something that they're familiar with navigating. It's, my advice also changes, too, based off of the, the client's like ultimate goal, right? Like, so if someone's going through MAPS Anabolic and their, their ultimate goal is to just pack on muscle and maybe you're the kind of skinny kid, 
Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stretch you and push you on feeding. I'm like, yeah, eat, feed. Sure. You know, let's pump the calories because I'm, I'm, you're, you're less concerned yeah. if we put on a percent of body fat because then you just monitor, right? Exactly. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna push that person that direction. Now, if I have somebody who's following Maps Anabolic and they're, they're using it and they, they're also trying to get lean or they don't want to put on any extra weight whatsoever, they just want to build some muscle and lose some body fat. I'm just, hey, that's to to Sal's point, like get used to kind of feeling hungry like that right now. Your body's probably metabolizing fat right now. Mm -hmm. That's a great thing. So it's awesome that you feel that appetite roaring is because your body's wanting more calories and your body's going to be, because you're not giving it more calories, it's then going to end up utilizing fat. What we have to get away from is the, the, the old idea, which I definitely subscribe to, which was thinking, oh my God, my body's going to eat its muscle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I got to go eat because if I don't eat, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my muscle. It's like, no, nah, that's not what's going to happen. Your body's going to tap into body fat. We all have got stored body fat for sure. So there's, and I forget what the number is, but at all times, the, the amount of uh, stored energy that we have. Oh, even a, even a lean athlete will have something like 30,000 yeah. calories of stored body fat that they could use for energy. Right. Tons. And, and your body wants that, will always want that over muscle. Muscle's so you, the last thing. Yeah, it's not. it does not convert muscle very well into energy, so it will always tap into fat first. So when you feel those feelings of hunger, if your goal is more towards leaning out and you want to reduce body fat, then hey- just and I, that's why I teach clients to, to think that. So when you like you said, Sal, reframing it, I used to reframe them with like, "Hey, you know what I used to do is get excited. Like I'm sitting here podcasting. I am at, at this moment. I'm hungry because I didn't eat this morning, and we trained hard yesterday. So this feeling is totally speaking to me right now. Yeah. But the way I reframe it, instead of me just going out and going grabbing a handful of almonds and throwing it in my mouth, I'm like. I'm sitting here podcasting with you guys, and I know my body is metabolizing fat. Yeah, it's burning fat. That's a great. That's a great thing if you can think of it like that. So, really depends on your goal. If you're trying to build and add, uh, feed. You know, yeah. what I'm saying for sure, feed. If you're not, if you're trying to lean out, then, then it's a, it's a good sign, though. I'll tell you what, a yeah. workout that makes you lose your appetite, bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a new workout program and you're hammering your body and you find that you're losing your appetite. The odds are you're doing too much. Yep. You're you're doing too much exercise, burning yourself. I've done that. I've done that myself. Where mm-hmm. I've done too much exercise, pushed myself too hard, and I start to lose my appetite. Um, and as a kid, I didn't recognize what was going on. Now, as an adult, I know my appetite is one of those signals that I look for. And when my appetite's high, it's oftentimes when it's high in a healthy way. It's oftentimes because my workout's on point. I'm getting stronger. And I'm improving. Maps Anabolic in particular. Uh, I, in fact, I have a client right now, an, on, uh, an online client that I'm, I'm coaching with Jessica right now is following Maps Anabolic for the first time. And our goal is to you know get her to slowly speed up her metabolism without gaining body fat. So we're kind of reverse dieting her. And she's never lifted with a Maps Anabolic style type of workout. She's always done body part split. So obviously you go from body part split to something like this, her body's going to respond. So she told me yesterday, she's like, I am starving. My appetite is through the roof. And I'm like, it's a good sign. Don't worry about it. She made some bad food choices, though, because she has trouble with, you know, with the with the sensation of hunger or craving. And so I gave her some advice. And actually, this is actually, I want to share this. I told her, I said, interrupt the process right before you're going to eat. See if you can do something that kind of makes you more present. And so I told her to meditate. And so what she did was is she did the Brain FM meditate sound song or whatever. Yeah. She did 15 minutes of it, meditated, and she said 
she still wanted to eat food, but she was totally cool with it, hmm. and she was able to make better food choices. Just a little tip huh. uh, that I'll put out there for people. You know, that, that helps yeah, bring that's awareness. A, that's a great idea. Yeah, it really worked. Next question is from I'm More Than Fitness. What builds more muscle? Slow controlled movements or weight moved using some momentum? You know, this reminds me of a question like when people ask what builds more muscle, high reps or low reps. Yep. I know. And it's the it really is the same answer. And and like that question in a, you know, control in a six week control, both people never have worked out before. Um, I would argue that slow controlled movements would probably show in studies that they would get more benefit, more muscle. Mm -hmm. But if you always train really slow controlled uh, tempo type of squatting, you could benefit from moving it fast. Right. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. I, I learned this, man. I remember uh, I must have been in my 20s. And up until then, everything I did was uh, relatively controlled. You know, I, when we say slow controlled, I'm not talking about exaggerated Slow control movements, well, but I'm talking that about, whole super slow uh, yeah, no. style. No, no, uh, that's not what I'm talking about. That's yeah. too extreme. That's uh, actually will build endurance and muscle rather than strength. I'm talking about the traditional, you know, two to four second, you know, positive and negative, like like you're supposed to do when you do body. I movement. I love talking about this because, and I've, I know on the podcast I've brought this up before, um, and I'm I'm love taking a because when you look at the protocol for hypertrophy, it's four two two is the tempo, right, yeah. and Next time anyone who's listening right now and you're in the gym, look around at every single person on the bench press, every single person that's squatting, and count in your head 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, 4, 1,000, and show me somebody who does a negative like that. Yeah, Very you don't see it. You don't see it. No, nobody takes four Yet seconds. Yet it's the protocol for hypertrophy. Yeah. So what a great uh, – one of my favorite things you, I used to love to do is to teach, like, especially an experienced lifter – is to actually just manipulate tempo and That's slow it. them down. That's it. Now, I, I typically train it more like a – my negatives are probably more like two, two three seconds, but I, I play with a four-second one. And I did this for most of my lifting career. Uh, I like lifting heavy, but the way I lift heavy is powerlifting style, so I'm not like explo I'm not like a weightlifter, right? So it's controlled. It's even when I'm driving heavy, heavy weight. And I remember uh, at one point I had a friend – who uh, was a uh, who used to play football, and this guy had just incredible mid back musculature, just very very amazing upper to mid back development. And I remember asking him like, "What kind of exercises like did you do to build that up?" And he's like, "Oh, power cleans, hang cleans." Mm -hmm. He's like, "I did lots of hang cleans when I played football." And it wasn't the first time I'd heard this. I'd heard this from lots of people about how great hang cleans are for building the upper mid back. And so for the first time in my life, I set out to learn how to do these hang cleans. And it was it's, to it's totally different than the bodybuilding movements that I'd always done because bodybuilding movements tend to be controlled. You tend to feel the muscle. You tend to squeeze. You tend to do all that stuff. Hang cleans, you don't. It's a, You're throwing the weight. You got good You have to have good technique, yeah. but you're throwing the weight up and you're letting it drop. You're not, even, you're not controlling the negative and the positive is extremely explosive. So I set out to practice and try doing them. And I remember... The muscle development I got in my up my mid back and my traps from doing that blew me away. Same thing I noticed with the snatch mm -hmm. grip cleans from Map Strong. I yeah. did those and I'm like, oh, this built my traps more than all the other shrugs I've ever done before. And and mainly it's not because it's superior. 
because I never do them. I did, yeah, it this was a totally my, different stimulus. My secret sauce to my back when I was competing were hand cleans, mm. and no other competitors that I ever see doing that. And it's because most of us bodybuilder guys, men's physique athletes, they stay away from that. We train very hypertrophy like, slow, controlled, pumping type exercises. And doing something explosive like yeah. that—that that, it's more high skill and risky, though, bro. Too. Blew yeah. up my rear delts and my upper back, and I contribute a lot of the way my upper back looked because I incorporated yeah. that in my training. Now, if we're right. talking about beginners, is the point that I was trying to make with um, you know slow versus fast reps. Like I'm always going to teach somebody oh, yeah. who's super slow, you know, tempo, and and it, that's a great opportunity to show somebody like one of those like slow negatives and really you know focusing in on the control of the movement and like really like you know uh, owning the entire movement. owning it and like connecting to yeah. it, and then we can build on that. But yeah, when you have been lifting for a long time and you're intermediate to advanced, um, changing it up like that and throwing an explosive movement in there is game changing. No, you're 100% right. The If I had to pick one for most people to do, it would easily, hands down, I'd pick controlled movements. Um, the risk fat, the risk uh, versus reward is much better than it is with using speed and momentum. Using speed and momentum, much more risky. But if you've got, like Justin's saying, good technique, good control, good form, otherwise healthy, it could really turbocharge your progress. Mm-hmm. One thing that I like to do, and you don't even have to do the Olympic style lifts to take it, to take advantage of this. You can actually apply this towards a lot of compound movements. So something that I like to do for myself and for clients who are a little bit more advanced is I'll take an exercise that they normally do, like a, a bar, like a bench press or a squat, and we'll cut the weight down. So let's say let's say Doug, uh, you know, let's say I'm training Doug, and Doug always bench presses with 185, and he's always doing sets of I don't know, six reps or something like that. I may put on the bar 125, have them slow control, lower the weight, and pause, and then explode on the explode, way up. Yeah. But here's the key now. Mm-hmm. You got to have good control. Mm-hmm. When you when you have a beginner try to explode on the positive with a, with a less than what they consider super heavy weight, mm-hmm. the fucking form goes all, all through it. You have to have good control. So you have to be able to explode but not like throw the bar or mess up your shoulder. But you apply that to... To some of your lifts, I love that oh, shit. Oh, dude, I love... So how many people do you guys see do in the gym, especially bodybuilder type of lifts with like shoulder press? Slow and control, down to 90 degrees, and that's yeah. they always... Teach that person a push press. Oh, yeah. A barbell push press. Yeah. Watch their shoulders blow up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it blew mine up because I, bar, I did the bodybuilder shoulder press for years and years and years of training. When I started push pressing through full range of motion and explode, mm-hmm. exploding off my chest all the way through, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. When I'm feeling especially, uh, and here's the other thing too, there's there's a feel of the workout. Um, some workouts lend themselves well to a different, to a, to a certain feeling that I'll have going into it. If I'm going to a workout and I'm feeling strong, I'm feeling healthy, and I'm feeling aggressive, you can almost guarantee that my reps are going to be a little faster. And I'll be a little more explosive, and I'm going to lift a little heavier. When I'm going to the gym and I'm feeling good, but I feel like I want to get a good pump, full range of motion, I'm feeling a little bit more controlled, a little bit more measured, that's when I'm going to be more slow and controlled type of movements. Um, And so that helps, for me at least, dictate the speed. Like, Am I feeling aggressive, strong, and healthy? I'm probably going to slap some weight on, and it's going to get a little more loose. Um, the other way is, is, well, is more often how I train them. It would also be ideal to to phase it the same way we do all the programs, where you you know you train a phase where everything you lift is this four second negative. It's very controlled, and you do that consistently throughout all lifts 
for three to four weeks, and then you move into another phase where it's now all explosive movements, right? Now I'm going to be doing all everything with momentum uh, through the next three to four weeks. I mean, that's where the, really the benefit comes from whatever you'd never do is what's best for you. So I always like to pick movements, and that's why I gave the example of the shoulder press where all of a sudden I'll teach that explosive because it's kind of one of those common exercises you see bodybuilders going slow and controlled and only 90 degrees Uh, or flip that on its head. Uh, You ever, you ever taking a single dumbbell row and do a four second negative. You never see guys do that. You see people, when people do dumbbell rows, they rip it up and they just let it fall down, rip it up, let it fall down. So take a weight. That's probably half of what you're used to ripping up, you know, and do, you know, control it, squeeze for one to two seconds, resist it on the way down, concentrate on your lats and go slow tempo. So I like to take exercises that are, that we typically that gravitate towards one way of a tempo or momentum and flip it on its head. Absolutely. Now some exercises though are terrible for speed. Isolation exercises, often like a, like a, like a side lateral. <laughs> yeah, a cable, <laughs> yeah. cable push down. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen people do side laterals and turn it into a power exercise, and it's oh, not a side lateral man. anymore. You're now doing a, a some like a kind of a dumbbell high pole or something yeah. like that. Yeah, totally different. You look like a stupid bird. Yeah. <laughs> is what you do. Next question is from Scort Tip. What is your take on rucking or weighted backpack walking? Mm. Have you ever guys ever done a mm. lot of this? No. Either one of you? No. Yeah, I've done a lot of uh, the backpacking, like heavy backpack, like hiking. Because well, you've done some pretty. This, this doesn't count. You going to school wearing your your Jan Sport, bro? That's <laughs> <laughs> not what he's talking about. Ooh, called out with my trapper keeper in there. <laughs> yeah. That shit hey, weighs something, bro. Yeah. That pre-algebra yeah. book yeah. <laughs> and that history book. Yeah, you tried. It's it, a history book. It was at least fifty pounds of stupid books <laughs> I had to hey, lug around. Your Jan Sport bag. Does not count, bro. <laughs> the science is cool book that he has for <laughs> guys. I love you guys. No, but you've done a lot of uh, uh, you've done a lot of backpacking and long backpacking. Hikes and also, um, weighted vest and stuff like that. I used to get really into hiking with like a lot of weight or like so. In between that, I would do that with um, sprinting up hills, and so I would do like uphill sprints, but. Really, for me, it was just work capacity. So it was just I was just building that that grinding grit, that that endurance that I could could carry on with, uh, um, you know, with being weighted down and 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 resisting that. So uh, for me, I I found a lot of benefit in terms of like game endurance and and really like slowly building that uh, volume over time. So. Yeah, I I've never done anything like this, but I I would like to try it. Um, I like hiking. And I like going on long, you know, really, really long hikes and walks with with Jessica. And I feel like doing shorter ones with resistance would provide different kinds of of, of potential benefits. Now, here's the other side of it, though. If you have any, if you're not if you're not a good if you're not good at walking, uh, in other words, uh, oh, if you find exaggerate the yeah, problems, if you, if you find the at the end of an hour and a half hike that your ankle tends to hurt and you got this kind of chronic issue with your ankle, you have this chronic hip issue that it's that doesn't really stop you from doing your your hikes but at the end of a one or two hour hike you notice it kind of acts up probably not a good idea to add you know weight to that uh-huh. um the, now the obvious uh application for training like this is for people who plan on going on long hikes um uh, i recently was working with someone who was going to go uh, i can't where was she going to go she was going to go i forgot the name of the mountain but it was uh, it's one of the more treacherous hikes in the world and she was training for it and a lot of her training towards the towards you know building up to this event was to put you know the amount of weight and then a little bit more in her bag that she was going to be carrying on this trip so she could get used to walking with it because you're going to be hiking with 
50 pounds on your back, you probably want to train that way a little bit, I would assume, right? Oh, yeah. For that carryover. So that's where I see a lot of the... That's I, where see, I see, I see it in hunting a lot now with like guys that will... They actually have backpacks that you could plate load. Mm. And so it just... to Because obviously we make a kill that's like you know, 60, 70, 100 pound, you know, animal that you have to like drag back or like put on your back. Like that's, that's pretty grueling work and you got to prepare yourself. Well, this is where I see a lot of value in things like weighted vests too, you know, and I think it's like training for a sport. We talk about this all the time. The best way to train for a sport is to practice your sport. So if you're somebody who's going to be carrying a backpack for a long period of time or going or training for a big hike, it makes a lot of sense for that person to have a weighted Mm -hmm. vest or be working out with backpack and doing things like that. If you're not, it's a little ridiculous, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it that went on a really long hike once? That was it. You, Justin, where you said you were afraid that you guys were getting lost. You had the canoe. Yes. Yeah, we did that. Uh, it was like this. It was Boundary Waters, and so we did this actually right before football camp, which was a stupid idea. Um, but we uh, we went camping, and we brought all of our stuff uh, to basically catch fish in the lake and then we'd grill them like on, on like in our camp so that, that was your food set up yeah and then we'd have to portage these canoes everywhere so there was like all like there was like a couple hundred lakes that you could you could go through and you'd hike through and then you'd paddle the whole rest of the time it was just exhausting mm. it's like all day all night you're setting up camp you're breaking it down uh you're packing your bags again you're putting it in the canoe you're doing that then you're taking the canoe you're putting the backpack back on and it just starts all over again God, some I, people do that shit for fun you, I, I, it was, was kind of fun though, i was just gonna say fuck i would love that. for all yeah. of us to do backpacking fuck you really you guys, yeah you guys can go on that you trip. could drink right yeah. out of the water like you didn't have to worry it's all clean my two best friends are into that shit like that they like yeah. to go get themselves your lost. other two best friends are about to get into it too bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll link you fuckers up dude yeah, well, <laughs> i'll stick to my fucking it builds that mental toughness hotel, that hotel living by the beach well, no man i think <laughs> hey you know you get the value the value you get out of doing tough shit like that where you're disconnected yeah. from electronics. i got lots of value in my life i don't yeah. need any more yeah. <laughs> you don't want too much value no, yeah, like, like too much yeah. value yeah no, but I think it's. I think if you're going to go on one of these trips, then you should definitely train this way. If you're just interested in fitness, is there some value to it? Yeah, I think there's some value. You burn calories, you'll strengthen your back, all that stuff. But again, here's the thing: you better have good hiking and walking mechanics because if you have little nagging aches and pains, this will definitely bring those out i honestly do feel like uh it helps with the mental toughness for sure it it helps with that fortitude that um you know that grit that a lot of people don't have and you know it might not translate well to sports like for me like for football it's it it is ridiculous because like you're you're moving in sprints you have like these bouts uh that you're you're moving uh you know basically at a sprint speed then you stop and you have all this rest in between very different from this that that's totally how I would train specifically for football, but this is something different. This is like, you know, it just it just like builds that that toughness, that that mindset that I think a lot of people are just weak these days with. Yeah. Did, now, do you think it helped you guys' mindset? And do you guys think do you think it helped you guys bond as a team? I think there was that. I that, think that's the only value. That was the reason yeah. that they did it. <laughs> yeah, that that's what it was. It was cool to just like have an experience like that with your teammates, and it did see you'd see who was more likely to break and who wasn't. And so he could kind of count on who he couldn't. <laughs> yeah, that was that revealed itself. Controlled stress. Yeah, man. <laughs> Look, go to mindpumpfree.com and download our guides. They're all absolutely free. We have fat loss guides, muscle building guides, guides for personal trainers. 
There's a lot on there. They're all free. Again, it's mindpumpfree.com. You can also find us all on Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.